Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 206. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, episode number 206. My name is Brendan Lowe. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening, as always. I'm not going to go on an extended rant like I did last week, okay? So I'm going to dive right in, okay? This particular podcast episode is going to be about bringing out melodies, bringing out melodies. Now, when you hear melodies, right, Keith Jarrett, Brad Meldell, Bill Evans, these amazing, amazing players. There's one thing that you really overlook, and I do too. It's how gorgeous their melodies sound. Like the melodies are gorgeous and simple. And even though, you know, they're not doing much, it's so pretty and it sounds amazing. One of my old teachers too, he said so many people don't do this, right? They don't just play the melody exactly as written. Exactly. Like no new notes, right? No new rhythms. You're not changing the rhythms at all. It's a really good practice to do that and challenge yourself. Play the melody exactly as written, okay? Now, in this particular podcast episode, again, that was just a brief tip from me personally, but we're going to be teaching you how to bring out the melody, how to make it sound good, how to make it shine, how to make it pop, right? Out of the tunes that you are working on. And it can get lost in so many different ways with the bass lines you may be playing, with the harmonies you may be playing, the chords, left-hand chords, right? And again, that can all happen kind of the whirlwind that's happening in your head, right? When you're thinking about all sorts of things and you kind of neglect the melody because you're thinking about chords, you're thinking about extensions, you're thinking about bass notes. I understand where to put your hands. So, but we got to focus on the melody. And again, focusing on the melody and making it great with a couple simple chords and maybe a few bass notes is going to go a long way, okay? A long way. Let me tell you that. If you can master that, just like Ray Brown used to say, bass players don't spend enough time just mastering the art of playing bass, right? They want to play all these fancy things. He said this in an interview. But just the art of getting a good sound out of pulling one string is what the majority of bass players need to focus on. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So it's the same thing with piano. Most people spend so much time focusing on lines, all these different things, but playing the melody, just playing the melody with some simple chords, and again, like I said, a couple bass notes, maybe not even with bass notes. If you can do that, you can make it sound great, trust me, you're going to be really far ahead of the game, okay? So with that being said, let's dive right into this episode. Here we go. What's up, guys? This is Trent with Jazz Piano School. Hope you guys are all doing all right. Um, today we are going to be talking about tone and specifically how to bring out melody notes both in the right hand and the left hand. So I come from a classical background. Um, I majored in classical piano performance. Um, and it's always interesting to me 
how much of an emphasis in classical music is is paid to how you play the notes. Um, pretty much every lesson was all about how to get you know a certain sound out of the piano, um, and all the practice is geared towards that. It's all geared towards that. And on the jazz side of things, most of the time we're focused about what notes to play, what rhythms to play, uh, what chord voicings to play. And it's just kind of a, it's just interesting to me how so much attention goes into that. And oftentimes, uh, little attention in terms of education goes into, you know, how to actually play. Um, so today I'm going to talk about a couple techniques uh, to help you get your phrasing um, and uh, your melody voicing um, more more musical. Uh, right off the bat, that word voicing, it's really interesting because um, if you were to have you know a, a classical master class and someone would play and then someone would comment and say, you know, I really liked um, how you voiced the chord in, in this section. They're, they're not talking about what notes they're playing. They're talking about how they brought out a certain melody note or how it was phrased. Um, but if you say to a jazz pianist, oh, man, I like how you voiced that C minor chord, you know, they're most likely talking about the notes that they chose in that voicing. So, again, it's just kind of a different way of thinking. Um, but I think jazz pianists need to pay attention to um, how they play the notes and how they voice them in a classical sense. Bill Evans is obviously the, one of the best to listen to for that. Keith Jarrett, they both just have, you know, very, um, they, they, they obviously played a lot of classical music ju just from listening without knowing anything about them. So I'm going to play through an arrangement I'm working, of, uh, working on of four by Miles Davis just so you can hear it, and then I'll talk about how uh, some of these tips and techniques you can use to practice phrasing. And also keep in mind, this is a, a keyboard, so you know, you're know you not probably going to hear too much of a difference, or it's also a little easier to do this on a keyboard depending on the weight sensitivity, but when you get to a real piano, it takes a lot of work to really get this sound right, but it also sounds a lot better. So um, let me play through this.
All right, so that's the arrangement. Um, now, when we're talking about voicing, the, the first and most obvious thing is bringing out the melody in the right hand. And the first step, it's obvious, but just thinking about it and being aware every time you play of bringing out that melody over everything else so it rises above and everything else is just supporting that melody. And when you really think about that and focus your energies on that, you'll be surprised at how well you can bring it out. Um, the second thing is to exaggerate. Like, <laughs> bring it out way more than you think is necessary. And I promise you, most of the time, when you go back and listen, it's not going to sound that exaggerated. It's actually probably going to sound pretty good. Um, and... You'll start, you'll start to realize that when you're playing and listening and then you go and listen back, um, in real time, you're not quite hearing uh, uh, as critically or as, as deeply as you do when you listen back. Um, so it's, it's really good to practice exaggerating that melody line. Now, you still have to be musical. You don't just want to plunk it out. You want to still be musical, which means... You play it nicely in your right hand, you're gonna have to play even quieter in your left hand. Which is hard to do and it takes time, but it's just something you just gotta play through. Really listen to that top note. Um, you could you could literally spend your entire life working on, on getting that tone and bringing out the melody. But aside from just thinking about it, um, there's some practical exercises that you can do that really help you um, bring the melody out. And this is stuff that I learned when I was in college practicing like, uh, um, you know, classical stuff like Chopin, Ballade, number one, and G minor. That was one of my big pieces that I did. And I, I did this exercise like for hours and hours and hours every day. But when you use it in jazz stuff, it, it's awesome. Um, so basically what you do is you hold the melody note. You play it long, like you would normally play it. And all the accompanying notes, you play it in short staccato, like as quietly as you can play them. So if you're playing a chord and the melody note is up here, like the section... Um, you would go like this. And then just keep trying to get this as quiet as you can. Whoops. So what'll happen is a couple things. One, um, it'll be hard to play legato in your right hand while not playing legato in your left hand, and it'll develop some finger independence. Two, um, you'll get you'll get random notes in your left hand or in the bottom part of your right hand that'll just want to stay down with your pinky or fourth finger or third or whatever you're playing the melody with. And you can really tell where you're actually having those trouble spots and where your melody isn't actually singing out above everything else. Um, I'll play a little bit more of this exercise. So like... See right there. 
I wanted to hold this um, I wanted to hold this E flat down, but I really want to work on having it be completely independent. Also makes you work on your fingering in your right hand without using pedal to be as legato as possible which is always a great thing to do because the pedal kind of tends to muddy it up at, at most you really want to be putting your foot like halfway down on the pedal you don't want to just be stomping it all the way down you want to use it like as glue um okay so that's just talking about the right hand melody now that's like the first level like you always want to have the main melody above everything else but below that you want to have melodies going on in your left hand as well, in your chords. Um, and you want to pick like one note in each of the voicings to bring out. Um, and so in this uh, little arrangement, um, the melody in the left hand would be like this. This G right here. A flat. G flat. And then back to the G. And then this C sharp here. I'm bringing this C sharp above everything else. And then back to the next section. But right up here, I'm gonna. You want to do that same exercise in your left hand that you did in your right hand. So I'm gonna hold this G and make everything else short. more time now the next step is to um, do the right hand and the left hand like that at the same time so Right here, I'm uh, gonna voice the bass note in the left hand, the melody note in the right hand, and do all these short in the middle. So, that's really hard to do. Uh, what is it? It's all right, so, um that's the main thing, doing that exercise where you're holding out the melody notes and playing staccato as quiet as you can on the inner notes. That'll get you a long way. Um, so that, that's in terms of physically like bringing out the voices within the chords. The, the other thing you can do in arranging is, is breaking up the chords. Um, so instead of playing them all as one big block, you've got... Um, different voices so like that chord section that I just got to instead of playing I'm breaking it up like
so that that brings out the melody just in the fact that um, I'm not playing it all at the same time. Again, it's. Uh, Once you start doing that, like kind of in the middle sections of arrangements or at certain points, then those inner voices start to be heard separately. So even once you start playing full chords together, when it's preceded by them, when it's preceded by them being played as individual voices, you can still hear those voices moving throughout the rest of the arrangement kind of uh, separating and coming back together. And it creates this really cool motion and, and sense of um, uh, fluidity that Bill Evans really is, is a master of this. Um, and I would um, uh, urge you to go get the Bill Evans Omnibook. It's not that expensive. And I know uh, playing by ear and learning transcriptions by ear is very important, obviously. And there's a lot of people that'll be like, oh, you know, don't don't just play from sheet music, jazz transcriptions. But it's like, I mean, if you're practicing this voicing thing and getting arranging tips, it's like you're practicing classical music, but it's jazz and you can <laughs> learn some tunes too. But if you start working through that Bill Evans stuff, the Bill Evans Omnibook, um, you'll get a, a good idea of what I'm talking about, of how he arranges things. So the parts kind of weave in and out and the melody is brought above everything else. And then on top of the actual arrangement, you can practice that voicing and really getting that melody um, as, as musical as it can be and those left-hand melodies and going back and listening to how Bill does it and trying your best to match him. Um, I, I, you guys should all do that. that. That's the book that I'm working through right now. And um, uh, yeah, so I guess to summarize... Um, the long short technique is you hold out the melody note and you play everything else staccato. Same thing in the left hand. Um, and then Arranging wise, you can break up the voices. To bring out the melody note. And finally, go get the Bill Evans Omni book and practice it like a piece of classical music. It can only make you better. Also, learn stuff by ear, but <laughs> it, it it's good. You should do it. <laughs> okay, have fun and happy practicing.